0: It's time to peel back the false beliefs and remember who you are, light and love. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Again, that's heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 329. Today's guest is going to share with you how you can create those ideal outcomes and let go of all the things we've been told and how it's not possible. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Lauren Saunders. Lauren, welcome.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Heather. I can't wait. I'm excited to be here.
0: Please give the listeners a little background. Where do
1: you live and what do you do? So yeah, my name is Lauren Saunders. I live and work in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and I am a business mentor predominantly for um, online entrepreneurs who are building coaching businesses, their course creators, their content creators. And I specifically work with people who are really, you know, more about energy and alignment and manifestation. Um, I talk a lot about marketing as well, but it's all kind of within an understanding that there is an action to be taken that can outperform your like beliefs, essentially. So that's what I'm all about, um, and that's who I work with. Okay, and
0: yeah, I'm excited to unpack a lot of this, but ultimately, and I think why it's easy to talk about entrepreneurs, there's this one thing I think most of humanity is seeking, and that is freedom but let's talk about what does it mean to build a life of freedom and why have we gotten away from i believe it is you know it's our birthright to be free so how have we gotten yes. so tied down and into this
1: this rut of doing i think it's just what we've been conditioned with you know we from a very early age are told what we're supposed to believe and what life is supposed to look like and how it is that we create outcomes and it's, you know, through action and it's, we're told what we can reasonably expect in terms of what our lives can look like. And that was definitely the route that I went down for quite a while was, I was told like, this is probably what's, you know, what's possible for you. I had a a teaching job. um, And that was just what I'd heard from such a young age. So I think that it's, I mean, when when you look at young children, they know that they're meant to be free, right? They have so much freedom within them, but as we get older and we hear other people's beliefs and kind of societal standards, we adopt those. And then we don't allow ourselves so much of the time to access our, you know, like you said, God-given freedom, because we've been told that we can't, or that it's not available to us.
0: Well, and what happened for you, you chased the societal norms because that's what Mm -hmm. we're conditioned to believe. But what was, the change for you that was like, you know, I don't want this life anymore.
1: I think that uh, I I tried to find freedom within that that life for a number of years. I went to Australia after teacher's college and I taught there for about three years. And then when I moved home to Toronto, I was looking for jobs, which were difficult to find at the time as a teacher. And I just had this like intuitive knowing that like. It was like this anxiety of, even if I were to get a full-time job, like, is that what I'm going to do for the next 40 years? Like it felt so limited and it really was like an intuition or just like a deep gut feeling of like, there's meant to be more. And I have the utmost of respect for teachers. I think it's an incredible, you know, job that the right people just are there. It's so important, but it just felt like there has to be more. Than this for me. um, It felt really limiting for me. And so I kind of just started playing around with the idea. I did end up getting a a part time teaching job here in Toronto. And I decided that because I couldn't get full time work, I would start my first business, which was just going to be like a side hustle. Um, My background is visual arts. I was a visual arts teacher. And uh, I had a friend who had a successful lash business doing eyelash extensions from home. And I thought, you know what? Like, I'm good with fine detail. I'm going to try that out, make a few hundred dollars a week, uh, so that I don't have to get a second part-time job. This was about six years ago. And that business just really, really took off for me. Um, and it just showed me that I was capable of making good money, working for myself and the freedom to design my day really spoke to me. And so while I haven't done lashes in quite a while, and it was not my calling per se, it just, it gave me access to Seeing myself as an entrepreneur and believing that there was more available to me.
0: So it it sounds like it, it ignited this change for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then I ended up uh, the way I sort of transitioned into my current business, which is you know having an online business uh, business coaching business <laughs> whatever. I'm an online business mentor. Um, was that I started. Uh, mentoring people in the lash industry on mindset, on marketing and helping other people build that kind of business. And that over the last few years has transitioned into me helping other online business owners. But so it really was like a really, I didn't know it at the time, but it was an important stepping stone for me. And it definitely, I think that the, I was already ignited, so to speak, but I didn't, I had limiting beliefs. I didn't actually think I was a business person until I proved myself wrong on that.
0: Yeah. And I believe whether we're talking business or your career and work, relationships, your health, whatever it is, are you familiar with the 80-20 rule? Um, in what context? So the one, yeah, the one I discuss is that any success in life is 80% psychology or oh, mindset, okay, yes. 20% strategy mechanics. But I feel like entrepreneurs even people with health and fitness, you know, they get so focused on okay, I got to do macros and all this work when yeah. it's like that's 20% of the equation. Why aren't we more focused on this 80% that's going to give us those results?
1: Yeah, and I I would even argue that it is more than that because the you have to take action, especially as an entrepreneur, but the action that you take is a reflection of your mindset. So, even mm. that 20% is still within the mindset. Like I've seen such a difference when a client and in myself, when a client you know, is taking action from a place of belief, they've done the work, they believe in their success, that action is so different. It is an extension of their mindset, of their belief mm-hmm. system. So action is important, but mind, it's really a game of mindset all the way through. And when your mind is on board, when your thoughts are and your beliefs are on board, you're going to just naturally take the right action.
0: Well, and I guess what I talk about there, the difference in action, because yeah, you can't just sit on your couch and everything you want is going to come your way. No, there's such a difference in that forced efforting, trying to make something yes. happen with the beliefs of lack and scarcity limitation versus the inspired action of being pulled and flow yes. and
1: ease. So maybe can you talk about the diff- how you've experienced those? Yeah. I always talk about alignment before action. Um, and there's been so many times in my business and especially the early days, sort of the first like eight to 12 months was that forced action. Um, I was, you know, listening to a lot of people that talked about the marketing strategies that worked and I knew about mindset and energy and manifestation. And I knew that it was a big part of it, but I I didn't know how much at the time. And so I was taking tons of action. I had the Facebook ads in place and I had the beautiful marketing funnel and all the things, and I wasn't making any money <laughs> and it was forced and it didn't feel good. And I didn't actually believe it was going to work. And so it did not as opposed to, you know, my, my business breakthrough really came when I tuned in and kind of looked for guidance within myself and, and had an idea for my, my business program at the time that was for helping lash artists. And that just, the whole thing was so easy. It was like, this is such, this makes so much sense. I threw together a Facebook group that had a thousand people in it inside of a couple of weeks. I launched a program and made like my first $15,000 a month after almost a year of things not working. And so the difference was like doing for the sake of doing and believing that just through action, my results would come, which they did not, (laughs) even though technically speaking, they should have um, versus tuning in and allowing for like that flow and, uh, and setting a strong intention at the time. I really wanted to be full-time in my online business and then allowing, you know, to be guided there. And when I did that, it all just flowed so effortlessly. And even though I was taking a lot of action, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to figure anything out. It was like I just, every action I took was the right one and everything just clicked. You know what I mean? So are
0: you very familiar with, uh, or study anything with quantum physics?
1: Yes, I actually have a program with a friend called the Quantum Creators Course. Ooh, and okay. yeah, we dive really deep into um, the observer effect and quantum theory and how it is that our attention on something, a potential reality, when we're thinking about, you know, when we're visualizing where we want to go, when we're thinking about the results that we want how our thoughts literally on a subatomic level, create the physical world. It's really incredible information to come across and to actually understand because human beings are so much more powerful than anybody really realizes. And if people knew they wouldn't ever give away their energy or their attention to anything that they, they did not want to experience more of in their life and in the world. Okay. I'd love to deep dive that. And I have a question for you. I don't
0: know why, but this just popped into my head. So Mm -hmm. I love Dr. Joe Dispenza, study him. I've attended his week long. And as an example, yeah, definitely. It's, I think something to experience, but as an example, when we're sitting here talking about the efforting and and you, you did all the things you quote should be doing and didn't have the results. Mm -hmm. Here's an example he gives. And actually this was on, he was interviewed by Lewis Howes on Lewis's podcast. But Dispenza yep. talked about, let's. I like ta- talking dating and relationships. So, me too. <laughs> we can come a from a very limited perspective, thinking that we have to effort, go onto a dating app, sit there and swipe, try to get some matches, try to get some small talk, try to get some dates, hopefully meet somebody. And Dispenza's like, stop looking at body parts. But I think what you're teaching, and let's deep dive it, but with this whole quantum field, when you're in the high vibe state, when you have created that belief and the emotion, you become a magnetic force and draw things to you from like unknown variables and it it flows ease and effortlessly. You don't have to do the swipe game or the Mm -hmm. marketing and posting 16 times a day. And so can you share more about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, so I, um, don't so much believe in attraction anymore. I still talk about it because it's such a like, you know people people, um, it's kind of what's popular. It's more for me about creation. and here's how creation works and it's all about quantum physics is you imagine a scenario and you're visualizing it and you're getting into the feelings of it and everything that that is taught in the in the world of manifestation. But you imagine a scenario yeah. that represents the manifestation of your desired outcomes, regardless of what that is or what area of your life that it's within. And what the universe does at that point or the quantum field or whatever you resonate with is basically orchestrates the series of events or the unfolding of, you know, that thing coming into your life. And this is where most people kind of go wrong with manifestation is the unfolding is happening. If you've imagined it, if you're setting intentions for it, it is as good as yours But we are so quick to judge that unfolding and say, well, this happens, happened, or this didn't happen. And it looks like it's not like what I want isn't coming. And so they give up on it. The secret to manifestation and quantum creation, whatever you want to call it, is about continuing to think about, to visualize, to observe that reality. This is what um, Dr. Joe teaches. And allowing for like that unfolding to happen. And the way that that happens is like certain people come into your life. An idea comes about, a conversation is had, an opportunity shows up in your inbox and letting it all lead you to what it is that you want. Um, And so there's a big difference between setting an intention, let's say it's the relationship, And feeling drawn to be on a dating app, for instance, of which it should be like easy and it should be fun versus being like, I really want a relationship. How can I make that happen? And then going onto the dating app and like spending hours and being like, "No, no, 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 this isn't what I want. Like one of them is an allowing of the unfolding that's already been decided for you. And one of them is you trying to think your way there and not really paying attention to the guidance that is available to you.
0: Can you give a personal example on how you've done this? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, I question mm -hmm. real quick. Sorry. Um, Especially in the law of attraction world, right? That people, even then, I think that's very ego driven, trying to make something happen. Mm -hmm. So I have a question to clarify. Living in this quantum space, is it more like you're just living in the end result because you believe it's already yours? It's already happened? no <laughs>
1: um i mean sometimes but for the most part i don't believe and my experience has not been that you have to be, you have to be in 100% belief living in the end and every time you know i've tried to do that it's difficult because we are living this life. You know, we have bills to pay. We're in this freaking pandemic. We can't just ignore reality and anything that suggests that you have to completely ignore reality and be super aligned with what it is that you want. It just sets you up for failure because you're constantly feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not aligned. I'm not in the end all the time and therefore it's not going to happen, right? And that's where like the law of attraction teachings a lot of the time, I think set people up for failure is like you're constantly in your head, monitoring every thought, making yourself wrong when you have a doubt or a limiting belief about money. In my experience, the quantum model, and this is what I teach, is much more about just, you know, even five to 10 minutes a day um, visiting that reality, taking yourself there. I like to do it in like a meditation. I close my eyes, listen to like some, uh, binarial beats or music or whatever, and imagine myself in the end. And then I get up and I live my life with an expectation that things are going to start unfolding for me. And so an example of this, um, going back to what we were talking about later, when I was like taking all the action and trying to make things happen, I was about eight months into my business and I had done everything I could think of to, you know, have the business work. I hired lots of different coaches. I'd had many different marketing uh, methods or strategies in place. I'd launched different things that like one person would sign up for. Like I was in the business every single day, investing, taking the courses, you name it, I was doing it. And it just was not moving. Like I was lucky to make $500 in a month. And it was like a full-time job for me at that point. So I got to this place where I was like, this isn't working. (laughs) Like it's not happening. I have to stop trying to figure it out. And what I did was I actually, as like a show of faith, I was really unhappy in my living situation at the time. As a show of faith, I booked a one-way ticket that was about six months out that was to Rome, Italy. Because what I really wanted to do was retire my lash clientele. I'd already left teaching at this point, retire my lash clientele, move out of my apartment that I had at the time and spend the winter traveling Europe. That had been like a dream of mine for ages. So I started, I went to the park every day for like 10 minutes, um, sometimes more, but I would do 10 minutes of visualization because my I had awful neighbors that I couldn't stand to be around. So I'd go to the park and I would close my eyes and I imagined myself walking down um a street in Rome and I'd never been to Rome or Italy. So I was just imagining, you know, I'd looked at a picture, I think of a street in Rome and I imagined myself walking down a street in Rome in like in my body in first person. And I was tuning into the emotions of it. I was hearing my boots on the cobblestone. And then part of the visualization was getting like a ping to my phone and looking at my phone and having received um, a payment notification. And to me, that that visualization, and if you want like more info on this kind of method, Neville Goddard talks a lot about like what he calls an imaginary act. And so for me, that represented having been able to go full-time in my business, retire my LASH clientele. And what I really wanted was to be doing sort of like eight to $10,000 a month. Um, so that simple visualization represented all of that for me. And I took myself to that emotional state, probably just for 10 minutes a day, um, for about two weeks. And at this time I was super in debt. was not really making any money. I had been trying and it had not been working. So I had every reason to believe that this was not a possibility, but I'd booked the plane ticket. So I was not in a hundred percent. I wasn't in belief really at all, to be honest. Um, I was not living in the end. I was, I was feeling the opposite. I was not aligned, but I was just creating it. I was understanding that my observation on something like turns it into reality on a subatomic quantum physics level. And within about two weeks of really committing to that visualization, I had a sudden idea. At this point, I'd been launching programs that were about manifestation, but they weren't really working for me because I was questioning myself. Um, and within about two weeks, I had an idea of, launching, a a coaching program for lash professionals, which should have been really obvious to me, but it had never once occurred to me that that might be something that I could teach and that people would be interested in. And it was just like a fleeting idea that kind of built. I had a client come in a couple of days later and she was like, have you ever considered doing like a lash program for people? Like you're a business coach and you have a lash business. So it was like starting to be reflected back to me. And over the course of the next sort of week, it became like this idea that I couldn't stop thinking about. And yeah. so I, I just put some feelers out there into a couple of Facebook groups. I created like a free PDF guide on like ways to find lash clients. And I got thousands and thousands and thousands of responses from people who wanted to join my email list to get this free PDF guide. And I was like, I'm onto something here. Um, and like weeks later I'd launched a four week program. It was around $600. Um, and I'd had like 18 people sign up. And I launched that program every four months um, for like two years. Uh, and every time it would do like 20 to $30,000 in sales. And it, it started to like, it gave me this, this foundation, I was able to, I went, I went to to um, Italy, because I was like, Now I have like at least this one program and this audience that I can make money from when nothing else before was working and the group kept growing. And every time I launched the program, it would make me more money. And I went on that trip to Italy and I had that exact experience of walking through the streets, making money on my phone, even though at the time that I had imagined that it seems so out of reach to me, but I didn't have to believe I didn't have to be living in the end. I didn't have to be ignoring reality. All I had to do was visualize it and then let that unfolding start to show itself to me. And, um, where this is really spoken about all of Neville Goddard's books, he has a, uh, one of his easiest ones to read, I think, or like quickest ones is called imagination creates reality. Um, But Dr. Joe Dispenza, in his book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, his very first, uh, the very first part of that book, it's three parts, he talks about the quantum method of manifestation. And I had just read that book and I was like, okay, I'm just going to start picturing this uh, and then I'm going to let the unfolding show itself to me. And so for the first time, it was alignment before action and those actions were easy. It seemed so obvious to me. I had so much belief behind that program and every action that I took produced massive results after like almost a year of taking actions that produced very little results. So that's just like a little example. Now I'm like constantly creating little mind movies or imaginative acts that represent like the next, I've done it with all kinds of things at this point, this apartment that I'm sitting in, um, my Mercedes that I got last fall. Uh, like there's always just been like something small that I imagined that represented the outcome. And I would visualize that for 10 minutes a day. I'm not even that perfect with it. And it's just over and over and over again. I did it with paying off like 30 grand in debt last year. I just imagined like going onto my bank account and seeing all, you know, all of my, my loans paid off. Um, and as long as I'm consistent with it, I don't have to believe a hundred percent. I don't have to know the how I don't have to even be in alignment with it. It ends up happening so long as I don't abandon it.
0: Well, so you touched on a big, things there. So consistency. Yes. You have the belief, but can we go back and talk about more of this alignment before action? Mm
1: -hmm. And what does
0: that mean for you to be in alignment before you're taking action?
1: Alignment means you're coming from the space of having the outcome rather than not. So I was aligning myself energetically with the reality that I desired. And then I was letting the actions reveal themselves to me versus being what we mostly do is we're like, I'm not making any money or I don't like this reality that I have, or I hate this job. And that's what we're aligned with because that's what we're focused on. So our energy in terms of our emotions, our beliefs, our thoughts, we're aligned with what we don't want. And we're always just, you know, getting more of what we are an energetic match to essentially. So alignment before action means align with what you want, the outcome that you want, and then let the action, you know, the inspired ideas show themselves to you as opposed to trying to take action and figure out how to get from A to B. Um, there's a the Neville Goddard quote, which is, um, actually, I can't remember if it's Neville Goddard quote. Uh, uh, sorry, success is not a place to get to, it's a place to come from. So coming from the end, Uh, even if it's just for 10 minutes a day and letting the actions come, because they're going to be different actions, right? Coming from the desired result, as opposed to trying to get to it.
0: Okay. So can we, because I think this is an easy one. Anyone can relate to money financials. So for Mm -hmm. example, if you're currently in a space of lack, scarcity debt, when you were 30 grand in debt, how would you go from that debt? Cause that can be stress and anxiety and obviously the lack yeah. and scarcity and all worry. How do you yeah. get aligned to this flow, this abundance, this freedom?
1: So the first thing I'd say about debt is like, I never completely like, you know, people think you have to feel super happy about it. <laughs> I never got to a place of total acceptance around the debt, but what I did do was take the significance out of it in terms of what it meant about me. And by that, I mean like, because we make ourselves so wrong for having, debt is such a loaded topic. It's ridiculous how like if you have, you know, $500,000 in a a mortgage debt, that that's a good thing. People give you presents for it. (laughs) But if you have $30,000 in credit card debt, you should be ashamed and you're doing things wrong and you've been reckless and blah, 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 blah. And so we give it all this meaning and we make it things, mean things about us and we can decide that it doesn't. So the first thing that I did was I said, I'm in this debt. The reason is because I started a business that I fully intend to grant me all kinds of freedom. And that was a smart move. And it's not a move that most people are willing to make, but I did it because I'm willing to fight for the life that I truly, truly want. So I started having a different relationship with the debt where I felt like as much as I could, grateful for the fact that it had been available to me. Um, and then all I started doing was visualizing it being paid off, like making big payments of it. And it started happening so quickly. I'm a a big proponent of the idea of telling what, what's the story that you're telling. Um, so the story I had about debt for such a long time was that it was reckless and I'd been, you know, irresponsible. And it was, it was like, It's something I'm going to pay off in the future. I don't have the money now. And even when I was doing like $20,000 months in my business, the story was still like, but I don't really have the money to put towards the debt, which sounds crazy. But we just, we tell these stories and we convince themselves of us, of them, um, convince ourselves of them. So I started changing that story and said, I have the money now. To pay off the debt and i was visualizing at the same time this is really just the two things i do for anything that i want to vis- or that i want to manifest i visualize it five to ten minutes a day usually that's it i'm not i miss days and i just come back to it and then i'm conscious of telling the story of it so i started telling the story of like i'm paying off debt i made a payment on debt today even if it was 50 dollars, right yeah. because now your energy is in the direction of what you want rather than not And that was really it. It, Like I I ended up making the money to pay it off within like three months. Um, And it was, it just showed me how quickly you can shift things. Uh, But I never, I was never happy about it. I never got to a place like it helped me to visualize it being paid off because there was relief in that. And then I let go of the significance around making myself wrong for having debt in the first place. So just a
0: thought, a question I have for you as an example you know, how it might be taught, how somebody might try to get over their 30 grand a debt is sit down and create a plan, get a second job, think of all these things, or you, you simply visualized and felt the money coming in. You didn't know how, Mm -hmm. but you just felt the money and then it happened so quickly.
1: Yeah. And there was weird things like, um, like I'd be paying off, you know, one card at a time and I got a call from the bank and they said, we've been overcharging you and we owe you $1,500. We're just going to credit it back to your, to your, card, like things like that happened where like, I never could have imagined that. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with making a plan, but I had a client just recently, she wanted to pay off 20 grand in debt. And she was like, I'm going to have to like have a big launch or make all this money somehow. And I said, just let go of that need to figure it out and just tell the story. I had her start putting small amounts of money on the debt. So she could tell the story that she was making payments. And then her mom called her one day and said, I just got this big grant for my business. And I want to give you 20 grand. And (laughs) <laughs> doesn't have any dad anymore. And it happened in a couple of weeks, you know, so whatever you need to do to feel empowered about it. But I definitely think it happened faster because I wasn't trying to figure it out. What mm. I was do- doing was like, I felt excited by the idea of paying it off um, rather than like I still wanted to live my, my life and buy nice things and stuff. Um, but every time I made a payment, it felt good. And so I started making like regular thousand dollar payments and the money kept coming in into my business. It had a place to go um, and unexpected things happened as well. That gave me like lump sums. Like I had all this money saved for my taxes and I found out I didn't owe nearly as much. And suddenly there was a lump sum that I could put on it. You know, so like just all these things started conspiring when I, I was just focused on the idea of it being paid off and seeing those numbers, I made like a Canva image where I <laughs> took a screenshot of my bank account and like put the zeros in each of the accounts and like visualized that. And, uh, I just stayed committed to it and it, and it happened.
0: So what advice would you give to somebody who, I mean, they want a life of freedom, that time mm-hmm. and financial, maybe it's not to start a business. Maybe it is, but you know, what do you tell them?
1: Yeah, you definitely don't have to do it through a business. I had um, someone on my podcast who she wanted to be able to travel with her work and she just set that intention. And this job was created out of nowhere where she worked for a travel company and they just sent her places all over the world for like two years. And she made six figures, like staying at these five star places, <laughs> like, you know, like so, she, so she didn't have, she wasn't an entrepreneur, but anyways, um, I think what I'd say is like, I when I started manifesting a life of freedom for myself, I didn't actually know about manifestation at the time, but um, I wasn't, I was still like apprehensive about the idea of working for myself. But what I was willing to do was be explorative about the ideas that came to me, right? So like the Lash business came to me as an idea. I thought I'm just gonna make a little bit of money on the side here, but I was willing to explore that as a possibility. And I think that the best thing someone can do is not take life quite so seriously and be willing just like, what's the worst case scenario? My mom was like, what if this doesn't work? And then you spend all this money. And I'm like, I spent like $1,500 to get this business started. Like I'm okay if it doesn't work. Like, so her thing was like, don't take any risk. And I was like, what's the worst case scenario here? Like, I was just willing to, you know, be explorative about it. And that like over a couple of years led me into a completely different life that I didn't even know I was creating for myself just through a willingness to, you know, explore a little bit, not take things quite so seriously. And even when I left my teaching career, I was like, I'm just going to do this for a year and see what happens. Like, I wasn't being like, I'm never going back to teaching because that's like scary and significant, right? I had 12 years invested in that career and still had student loans and whatever. So, but I was just willing to like explore a little and see what would happen. And I never went back to it and I never will. And now, you know, I just, I'm just so grateful. So that's what I'd say to people set the intention. And then just kind of play around in what comes to you.
0: I want to highlight something you said. So, you know, you had been manifesting these different things before you even knew about manifestation. Mm -hmm. So what I would like to point out there is whether or not you're aware you're manifesting daily. Yeah. Yeah. Based on the thoughts.
1: Yeah. I didn't, I had manifested all kinds of things before I ever, I mean, I knew I'd heard people talking about manifestation. I actively didn't believe in it. I'd watched like the secret and I was like, okay, this, that's a nice idea. Like was not into it at all. Did not believe in any kind of this stuff. <laughs> I'm quite the convert now, but yeah, I mean, your life is just following what you're thinking about. That's the big secret. So I was thinking about what happened was I was looking at teaching jobs and I had met someone while I was traveling overseas um, who he was a couple years older than me. And he had an online business that was doing like $50,000 months. And he was, like traveling around the world in first class. And I was like, that's possible. Like, and I, he recommended a book that's the four hour work week, which was the first ever entrepreneur book that I read. And I think it just opened my mind up a little bit where I started being like, I just started being open to a different possibility, still very much thinking I was going to get a teaching job. So, but there was like, I'd set this like sort of, I'd set an intention without even really knowing it. And things started to present themselves to me. And that's really what manifestation is all about. Just what, so if you're telling the story of like, I'm never going to be free and I hate this job, but I have to stay in it. That's all you're ever going to get. If you tell the story of, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at, but I'd like to be open to the possibility of things shifting. That one shift could, could take you down a completely different path in life. One where you get to have everything that you want. That's all that it takes. And
0: that shift to me is about surrendering and letting go and being like, all right, show me another
1: way. Well, and that's actually exactly where I'm at right now. And I'm very satisfied, you know, with my life and I feel content, but it's been really hard here in the last year. And I don't feel super free, um, which has always been my number one driver, uh, just with the lockdowns and everything. And I'm not like, okay, I'm going to move across the world. I'm like, show me what's next for me because Mm. this reality is not resonating And I don't have to try and figure out, you know, where I'm supposed to go or what I'm supposed to do or how I'm going to make it happen. I'm just like, I know that freedom is always available to me. It's a, it's a something I create within it's an environment I can create energetically around me that then gets to, you know, manifest. Um, and so even just setting that intention, I know things are going to start moving for me because that's just how the universe works. I love that. So
0: I have a question for you as a key takeaway because you clearly are in the mindset of like, you are just in alignment and in flow, but I would imagine that took you some time to get into.
1: Um, I wouldn't say I'm the best at flow (laughs) because I'm kind of like, this is my goal and I want to make it happen now. Uh, there's still like ego and like impatience a lot of the time involved in what I'm, what I'm manifesting. Um, and that's just fine. Like, the thing about manifestation, we place all these rules around it. You just have to continuously move towards what you want. Um, I do think like I can tune back into flow when, I, when I'm when i like kinda, I can feel that I'm too in my head, but I think it's not so much that I'm like in flow and like, I'm just letting things happen for me. It's that I've let go of trying to figure out, like I'm gonna build a seven figure business. That's always been the goal. It's well in the works. Um, I don't know how that, what that looks like or how that's going to happen. I can't possibly, if I already knew how to build a seven figure business, I'd have a seven figure business. So I think where the flow is, is in allowing for guidance, but very much being in intentionality about what I'm creating, right? I have control over like, this is what I want. This is how much money I want to make. This is how I want my day-to-day life to look like and the amount of freedom I want to have. Show me the way. It doesn't mm. mean, though, that my ego nev- never gets involved and tries to force things. <laughs> I do. For still. <laughs> sure.
0: For sure. Yeah. We're human. Okay. So then question for you. What is one key takeaway or your billboard message you want to give listeners?
1: Just sure. to, to me, like it's always been about my intuition Along, like long, long, long before I knew about manifestation or I thought I'd be on this path. I was always someone that was, I just have always trusted my gut about things. And so when I'm feeling like intuitively about something, like this is not the life for me, you know, years ago when I was teaching, I trusted that, or I believed that I was. So I think just always, there's so much noise out there now more than ever. And if you can ask yourself what, what truth resonates with me, and develop that relationship, that's going to take you places in life. So I'm just constantly checking in with myself. There's a million and one people trying to tell me what I should believe or what I should be doing right now, or how the state of the world is and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I pay attention to what resonates with me because that's ultimately my truth. I love that.
0: Okay. So I'd love to wrap up the interview and I have a couple rapid fire questions for you. Great. Yeah. First one
1: being what is a quote or motto that you live by? Uh, Actually, it sums things up. It's a Neville Goddard quote, um, which is acceptance of the end wills the means to that end. So in other words, the more you visualize something, the more the way there will be shown to you. Mm. That's amazing. I like
0: that. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend?
1: I just started re-listening to It's Not Your Money by Tasha Silver, which is, it's like a spiritual guide to finances and kind of lessening the you know, significance around money and the control and the fear that we have and surrendering more of it to, you know, divine intelligence, if you will. Yeah,
0: Um, okay. Final question, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: My advice I would give my younger self is that I was always capable of creating way more for myself that I let others tell me otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I took on their limiting beliefs and allowed them to become my own. So my advice would be don't listen. <laughs> don't listen to anyone who's trying to tell you who you are and what you can have in this life. Yes, for sure.
0: Great note to end on. Lauren, thank you so
1: much for joining me today. Thanks so much, Heather. I really uh, had a good time.
0: Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.